goes another 20 euros. Holy shit, I hate those guys. Gotta hate 20 euros. Somebody help these 20 It's time to figure it out, Ricky. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. Don't fucking touch me. Sound speeding. Moments for camera. What's next? Frame. Frame. We got frame. We got frame. What's next? Action. All right, Kevin, count us in for action here. <laughs> Three, two. And we're live. Rolling. Too many jams. It's a show about all things 20-year-old. With help from friends, experts, and our own personal experiences, we hope to shed some light on those things that seem to leave our age group lost and confused. Uh, big episode today. Exciting we, episode today. We have our friend, Matt Tompkins, and also our first official beer of the pod. Coming. Let's go. Uh, Matt is not only a friend of ours from high school, uh, he also is a creative and has a really cool story um, and just happens to be launching his own beer company coming to Toronto very soon. And when those cases land, we're going to have them on the show. Absolutely. For sure. Beer With of the it, podcast. Tell well, us about it. Uh, yeah, so the brand's called True History Brewing. I've been working on it now uh, with some partners of mine for, God, months. I don't know. It feels like years. It's forever. But uh, yeah, we launched May 24th officially in the city. Um, and yeah, we'll be making sure that your guys' fridge is stocked day in, day out. Just keep this up a little. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So, and also what you heard at the beginning, we were trying to do some production terms. <laughs> We have no idea about, but Matt is also a short film producer. Can I ask you, yeah. what is sound speeding? Sound speeding is, um, I should know this, I went to school for this. Uh, well, sound speeding would be like, you are essentially rolling the sound. So you have to roll sound before you roll camera, because that's the way you can pick up the slate. Um, What's slate? Like action. So the slate is the thing that you, like the clap. Oh, uh, okay. So that picks up, that gives you the spike in your, uh, on your sound and on your video, and that that's way you why can they line do that. Up. Yeah, that's why you can. That way, I always can thought that up. was just for show. Like, no, it's it's to give you the spike <laughs> so you can line it up. <laughs> Did you know that? No, we should do that because I line up the audio to these videos all the time. You can just do it by like clapping. Like that's all it is. It's finding a big. Oh my sound. god, it's yeah. revolutionary. It's revolutionary. <laughs> I've literally zoomed in on the audio waves, being like, oh, I think that's the one. <laughs> line we, it up. We need Kev with a slate for our next yeah. episode. Kev, yeah. we're getting you. We're getting you a slate, my man. For also. next episode, Kev will have a slate, and we will be drinking true history. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, I, I don't know if short film producer because you're just a producer. I don't know why I said short <laughs> film. You produce. You produce films. He produced our music video. Yes, I, that did. I did. I directed that music video too. Um, Not yeah, a big I mean, deal. It's, <laughs> it's um, I don't know. I like you can say short film producing just because I've only produced short films up until this point, as well as some music videos. Um, but yeah, I mean, I produced. That's kind of what I started doing before beer uh, was producing film and music video and some commercial stuff here and there. And I still do that. Um, I just wanted to have a life that wasn't dictated by like film schedules and you know it's way easier when you say someone like hey watch my short film even if you're in film you're kind of like oh. but if you're like drink my beer everyone's like yeah drink, I'll drink your beer it's a lot easier to sell beer than it is short film but it's, I still love doing it it's, so it's kind of like the same in music eh? it's like everyone wants you to listen to their mixtape or like yeah but if your music got them drunk, they would be ingesting it. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. Like, I mean, it's uh, like a lot of the thing working in the beer industry, I hear like a lot like alcohol is recession proof. Like it's complete, like you drink when it's you're true. happy and you Fact, drink when you're sad. It probably spikes during recession. But it, it spikes during <laughs> celebration and it spikes during recession. It literally it's literally always spikes. It's, it's a spikes patio yeah. season, summer, cottage. So if it's cold, you want to drink. If it's hot, you want to drink. Like it's perfect. Like in it's Robbie's the, market corner, um, now get out of real estate, get into booze. Uh, yes. But So all this stuff, we that was a joke. <laughs> all real this stuff good. we kind of want to roll into. Do we just want to set the stage? You're an interesting guy. Thank you. Um, and uh, Robbie and I are fortunate enough to have you on our team for a lot of these creative projects because yeah. you're the guy we go to and we'll have a stupid idea and you're like, yeah, let's do it. Like, I'm, I'm in. You know what I mean? And it's such a bonus having someone like that. Like, the other day when we, when we had lunch and we were talking about some ideas and it's just so nice, you know? You got someone that's always down to make these ideas happen with you. Yeah, I don't think like, 
I think you're too hard on yourself when you say you come with like a stupid idea. I, it's not stupid. It's ambitious. You're right. Ambitious like, is the word. And ambition yeah. is a lot of people see that as like it's scary or not even scary. Scary is like they just see it as like it's too hard or that it's too difficult or where's the money mm. or all that stuff. And I don't know. I like I always kind of feel like if you make something dope, the money's going to come. Like, don't worry about like, well, where can I find the money on this first? Like, just make something good. If you make something good, money, no one's ever made something really good and not made money off of it. It's just, I don't think in the, it's never happened. Uh, so I always just want to make sure that we're making dope stuff and you guys come to me with dope ideas. They're ambitious and it's like, oh shit, how are we going to do this? But like... We pulled it off, man. That uh, that music video was quite the production. That was insane, yeah. Um, and we're going to see it very soon, probably within a month, month and a half um, I, in the Publix. I think, oh, that's yeah. what, I think that's why we get along quite well creatively is or like in regards to anything else because uh, both you and I have that positive mindset where it's just like yeah i'll do that and then like we won't write it off it'll like we have to prove that we can't do it first before actually writing it off you know yeah, what i mean sure um and, and and as the person you are saying like when we come to you with an idea you see value in good ideas whereas some people only are like how many viewers how many people are going to see it what's my pay you are sitting there like that is a great idea and you get invested in ideas and the money and stuff we come up with, we make it work. And as you said, in the future, we're not hoping that all these things don't make money. Mm. We, th we think that they will. It might take us a couple shots, but um, I think uh, that's a really cool, unique thing about you that not a lot of people have. Um, but I do want to start with how does someone like you exist? Because we went to <laughs> high school. We did, yeah. And our high school did not breed people like us it was not the it didn't squash it by mm -hmm. any means but i didn't come out of high school at all thinking about this career path yeah i i i mean i love i loved going to crescent i love crescent and i still like believe that it really shaped the person that i am today um and yeah i kind of agree that a lot of people didn't really come out of that um i, I wouldn't say that it like it obviously didn't squash creativity i just think it I think schools in general and kind of at least our society in general um, views creative uh, careers kind of the way that you you guys viewed like your ideas. You're like, oh, it's this stupid idea. And then we can't. it's like, no, it's just it's ambitious and it's hardworking and it's um, competitive. But everything's competitive. It's 2019. Like, you're competing with the world. You're not competing with, like, your neighbor or, yeah, like, the guy down enough. the street. You're competing with everybody. Yeah. And I think what Crescent did a really good job at was giving me opportunity to find um, sort of a creative voice, like, through drama and creative writing and art and stuff like that. But what I think was trickier for them, not that they didn't do a good job, but it was, like... I definitely only had a couple teachers coming up to me and being like, you know, this could be a career. Like you can do this. Like there's a reality here. And I never actually really thought about like, it, it wasn't even until like second year university that I was like, okay, maybe this is a career. Maybe I can do something. Cause I even went to university. I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. What did you think you were like coming out of high school? What did you think you were going to do? I had no idea really. Um, I wanted to do something creative obviously, but I was like maybe a journalist uh, I thought about being a teacher because I thought that was like fun. Like I liked teaching and I liked history and I was like, I could be a history teacher. True history. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I didn't know what I was coming out of high school, what I was going to be. So you went into a general program in university? Yeah, I did arts. So I did, I went into, yeah, I just went into the arts or yeah. like a, a BA and then I did, and then I was like, I'll maybe do social science. And then I was like, I don't want to do that. And then I settled on history and creative writing. And then I, it was like in second year, I was like, okay, I'm gonna try to make film a reality. I didn't know how, um, but I was like, I'm gonna try to make it a reality. And I like history and I like writing and I, I'm gonna combine this somehow and I don't really know how, but I, I'm gonna do it. Um, and that was one of the, and that's kind of going back to the high school, like one of the tricky things about it was like, not know, it's like, there's the step where you go, okay, I'm going to try to make this a career, but it's like, how? 
and I'm like, I'm turning 27 on Thursday and I'm just trying to like, I'm just starting <laughs> now figuring out being like, okay, so this is kind of how you do it. And I just wish yeah. there was like a system in place. So you can be 22 in, with these exact thoughts. Yeah. Or yeah. even 18 with these exact thoughts. Yeah. Like, do you, do you think there is a way that schools could foster this better, you know, put a system in place or is it part of the process of like figuring out what you want to do and like how to get there that breeds this creativity i think that's i think i mean i think that's a really good question but i think the harder problem is like creativity is hard to manage sometimes and so the idea of like being a creative person and trying to make it like when you're really creative it's really hard to for someone to tell you especially as like a teenager being like okay that's great but also there needs to be like the job aspect of this like you're gonna need to make a living you're gonna need to like support a family at some point the and that's kind of a hard thing for anyone to tell anybody um, at any stage. But I think there's ways for schools to, especially high schools, to foster creativity better by just kind of explaining to kids, I think, who are really creative, like how can you turn this into a career, not just like a hobby. They showed the pathways to us for other careers, right? Like yeah, they they I, connected the dots for hey, you want to be this set of careers yeah. in the general realm. Mm-hmm. This is what you got to do. Here's your program. Here's your mentor. Here are the top schools. Mm-hmm. These are these are alumni who've done it, and you could see the pathway. Yeah, they didn't set those connections up. They they will connect you with alumni. They always will. They're very mm-hmm. good about it. But they weren't like, hey, you want to be in film? Okay, you could do YouTube, this commercial, that production blah 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 here's a bunch of real pathways and people that have done it i think yeah um i mean i think crescent did a really good job comparatively so when i speak about schools in general i think i'm i am speaking about schools in general not just crescent because crescent yeah. did a great job and crescent actually had teachers being like you should do this as career and that's what influenced me to do it um but to your point like i don't even the people who are the most versed in this industry still are trying to figure out how to make money in it yeah so it's kind of hard for like a teacher to be like well this is how you do it because no one really knows but i think you can structure systems better where um creativity is a part of like uh, somehow like a mandatory part of what you do because i think like you said like i am not a lawyer but i know exactly how i'd become one yeah like it's not like it's hard work but it's not like the process isn't hard to become. It's like I would, you know, do better in school, uh, get my law degree, article, pass the bar, find a job, become yeah. a lawyer. Like there you go. Like I like I know how to do that. But if when I'm kind of being like, oh yeah, I want to work in film or and I want to like start a production company and stuff like that, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I didn't know how to start. I was like, I guess I just like incorporate myself and then I just start asking people to hire me like and and there's not much middle ground in in the creative world either right it's like if 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 you want to do well and be a creative you got to be at the top Mm -hmm. everything else like anything below it's you're you're kind of struggling a bit to to make ends meet well like yes and no because i know a bunch of people that have creative jobs that aren't like Ariana Grande, you know what I mean? Like there, yeah. there's a whole middle pack of jobs that are anywhere from studio musicians to like people that work on sets or work under producers. Like, yeah, sure, to be the famous person, that's crazy. But the way I explain it to my parents is there's tons of jobs in this space. Yeah. That pay. If you want to be self-employed, yeah, you do need to have a bit of a name. Mm-hmm. If you want to be employed in the creative field, it's I don't think it's any more crazy than going out and getting... Uh, an accounting or banking job. No, it isn't. But the problem is like, as a kid, you don't realize that. Like as a kid, Mm -hmm. and if you're like, I want to be a musician, your thought is immediately like rock star. Like you're famous and that's what you're doing. And no, (laughs) but it'd be, it's, I think it's really valuable to be telling kids like, no, you can be a studio musician and make like a really good living. And like, you you can be a songwriter and never, no one could ever know your name and you could be a multi-millionaire success. Yeah. But just like having, like understanding those outlets, like in film, like I, I was, I had been, I had voiced my opinion of like wanting to be in film in high school but the problem was like no one's really that versed in being like okay well what do you want to be do you want to be a producer do you want to be a director do you want to be a writer do you want to be a staff writer do you want to work on tv do you want to work on film and then if you forget that like do you want to be what if you want to be a gaffer or an ad that's more of like a managerial role or a mm-hmm. tech role 
and like how do you go about doing that and that's kind of the tricky stuff i think that's the thing that like kids struggle with being creatives is learning they have to learn later on that there's more that there's multiple paths to having a career in the industry whereas i think in other more i'll call them traditional jobs or finance jobs science uh law stuff like that you kind of just have this inherent understanding of how like you're gonna become successful in that field or like have yeah. a job in that it's, field. it's like you mentioned you know there's drawn out pathways towards those so i i think we like we've identified a cool issue and something to, like, to ponder on how to how to build that up and as you said a lot of creatives like if you're getting into a creative field your thought isn't even if you know those jobs exist generally those people want to not have a normal job they want to be working for themselves and stuff so they're shooting for the moon and i think that's the right move um with knowing that there is when you build a portfolio for yourselves like it, it, the portfolio that you built and the stuff that we're all doing at some point if uh, for whatever reason, the fans do not like what we're put out. We're not famous. Mm -hmm. That's your body of work to show. That's your resume. You're actually just the same way you're articling at it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it is, it is as much a part of the process, but definitely those connections, seeing the different pathways people take and, and choosing from it is something schools could, could definitely look at, but getting forward into school, yeah. uh, moving on to, to keep things mo uh, in motion. You're in second year. You're saying, okay, you got to figure it out now. Mm -hmm. What, how did that look for you? And how did you figure that out? Um, not to get too heady or like dark, but in the summer between first and second year, I was in a boat crash and uh, a friend of mine died. Uh, an acquaintance of mine died. A friend is, he'd, I'd met him a couple times that summer. And then a, a good friend of mine went to jail because of it, because it was a, unfortunately a, a drunk driving accident. Um, I've never told you to say Rob. Yeah. Yeah. I remember it like so craziness. That happened. And like, I'm fine now, but like, I took the year off school to kind of deal with my mental health. Um, and then I was just kind of like, fuck it. Like, I'm going to do what I want to do. Like, if I wanted to, like, I had kind of always wanted to be in film. I was like, I like storytelling. I like writing. I like films, stuff like that. And I was like, I'm going to try this. I'm going to give it a shot. And that's kind of what changed your perspective. The, yeah. It, it It's not like I had this revelation and I woke up and I'm like, and now I will like follow my dreams. It was more just like, might as well give this a shot. Like what's the harm? Um, and so I went back to school and I switched my major I still didn't know what I was doing, but I was like, I'm going to give this a try. And then I started trying to get jobs in the summer in the industry. And I was able to work for like Chorus and uh, HBO Canada and Bell and stuff like that. Shout out Bell for not paying me and pretending they were going to give me. Bell, what the <laughs> fuck, dude? <laughs> You're a multi-billion dollar company, but you didn't want to pay me, but cool. Um, and still didn't <laughs> give me a recommendation, but whatever. I'm over it. Uh, we're not over it, Bell. <laughs> You'll be hearing about it. Yeah. <laughs> So, and then I did that. More of a Rogers just, guy myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what? Me too. Who needs Bell? Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, I did that. And then I kind of just did what I could, learned what I could on my own. And uh, and then I, then I tried to make the film industry thing happen. And I, I still kind of do, but. So, so wait, I thought you were still full steam ahead with like film and you know all, yeah. all that you were doing there are you sort of putting that on pause for the beer stuff right yeah, now yeah so the the film stuff is like is still a big big part of my life and i'll always want to be doing that and connecting it in some way to what i'm doing but i just didn't want to have a life tied to film hours i didn't really want to be i could kind of see the path ahead of me i was like well if I really want to make this work, I'm not a technician. I mean, I know how to operate a camera basically, but I can't like be a technician. I can't be a gaffer. And I was like, this is all going to be based on like my creative. And that's really hard to do in a, a country in a city. Like people think Toronto, they're like, Oh, it's a, it's a bustling film industry. Yeah. If you're a technician, like if you work on the cruise, tons yeah, of work get hired a but lot. if you're a creative they fly those guys in they actually yeah they do they fly all of them in and there's <laughs> not actually a ton of opportunity in this city for people like us and so you'd have to move elsewhere that or you know 
I don't know. I come at it from a different angle. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I I liked. I I realized more. I was just like, this is a lot riding on a very sort of fragile um, system that I've created for myself. Mm -hmm. And then um, this kind of this beer opportunity came around, and I had been getting more and more into beer and understanding beer and kind of understanding the process. And I decided, hey, this could be like a career this could be something that i could like support a family on this is something that i could uh actually live on and so i just i made the switch not because of like out of not wanting to do film anymore thinking that it's too hard but more realizing like i think i'm actually going to be better at film if i if it's not if i don't have to rely on it for money and i can just do it when i want to before we get Mm -hmm. uh too far ahead because we skipped a little bit and i like the it's good that we keep things on track because we only have so much time there was a few points i wanted to just briefly touch on now that we're as far ahead as we are Mm -hmm. one uh some commonalities that i heard from just your story there the something robbie and i talk about a lot is this perspective thing and how people either get perspective to change their life through mm-hmm. experiences mm-hmm. like you had or from it, some people are, are fine just hearing from other people's experiences but for the most part what I see is experiences the only way to change um, really you deep down when you're not making an a- active effort to change yourself deep down and so I'll, I'll paint the picture here I reference my concussion mm-hmm. my struggles with concussions as a reason why I took this detour mm-hmm. I was having so much trouble with my health and stuff and I started to realize when the pressure of society was off me that I can essentially do what I want. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I started to look around and just say like, I can actually do whatever I want. Like th- there's no more the weight of the freight train, like pushing me ahead to be in touch in line with everyone else. And mm-hmm. I was like, what, what do I want to do? And it was a perspective from that injury that gave me that. And you had a pretty catastrophic experience. And now that I have this perspective on life design that I've been doing it so long, I'm able to hear from other people's experiences and take like a concentrated effort on my subconscious and changing Mm -hmm. my beliefs about society. But I find that a lot of people can't just take control of their subconscious like that without some sort of jarring awakening that what they see and what they feel isn't necessarily as rigid as it is. And some people can't, sure. But I really do think like, at least when it comes to fast forwarding it or or whatever, it's these experiences that are the reason why we get kind of shaken out of what we were doing and can look around. That and I think growing up, like literally growing up and be like becoming an adult, you start to realize like there are so many more kind of opportunities for a career and for jobs and stuff than you ever really thought about. Like having worked in like building this brand, this beer brand and working with, um, within the brewing industry for the little amount of time that I have. Um, But it's kind of like, oh man, if I had known this was like kind of a career, like a real kind of career in high school, I could really see myself been been like, yeah, I want to do this. I want to go to brewing school or like I want to start a beer brand or I want to be a part of it because it is this like perfect middle ground of, uh, of creative but also some business minded stuff that I really enjoy like I'm not here to shit on like business minded people or finance because like I enjoy that stuff but it's finding like it's easier to like learn how to operate excel than it is to like learn how to operate your brain or or like learn learn how to like tap into your creativity learn how to create an idea that's going to move people yeah like something that's like oh it's got like it's feasible it's financially feasible or this is like the way we'll structure it like the corporate structure and like this is how you set up a bank account, which is like, it's the boring stuff, but it's obviously really important. But like, I think the thing that like, I want to make something that moves people no matter what it is, whether it's film or beer. And that's something that it's harder to teach in school. You can teach, you can teach me how to do Excel. You can teach me how to do a case study, but you can't, it's, it's really hard to teach me how to like, want to look within myself and be like what would i like like what are the things that are like would make this interesting how would i make this how am i gonna make this different how am i gonna make this stand out to people how am i gonna make this connect this so totally the second Mm -hmm. thing i wanted to bring up uh to to bring us up to speed here is what you're doing with this beer is uh again another commonality i've noticed between you and robbie and i or at least um myself when i was trying to figure out my life is i same deal 
I didn't like the traditional path of most musicians. The same way you saw like this this path of the the filmographer maybe not being the most uh, ideal, at least where we live, uh, way to go about things. And I figured if you're gonna do it like all those other guys, you're gonna get the same result. You know what I mean? And coming at it from a different angle, if you build this business, like also like Robbie and I are doing a bunch of things to try to build our support system, mm-hmm. you come at it from a different angle. Like you said, you're you're not so precarious, you're self-funded, you have a bit of a support system, and it, it takes the pressure off, which allows you to create more, and it also creates a bit of a structure, and it's what Robbie and I are trying to do. Like we're trying to build this in so that we can self-fund and not be the musician that's just grinding gigs, grinding gigs until somebody discovers them, instead just discovering ourselves, you know what I mean, with money. Like we're mm-hmm. we're taking on our we're managing ourselves, we're funding ourselves to get to the point where maybe five years of grinding on the street would get you. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like we're 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 trying to come at it from a different angle to to create the result we want. And I think what you're doing is not the exact same thing. Um, but a similar vein. You don't want to give up on the videography and stuff like that. I think there's room for both, especially if they're kind of similar. Like you, mm-hmm. there's a lots of media that needed to be created for your company as well. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of cash in beer when it starts being successful. It's almost all yeah. marketing, and it's an area where that once you've built that base, it's a it's a place to get funding for these projects and a platform a reason to do it and like i really don't think it's at all giving up it's it's kind of a cool way to do things well it's not i never saw it as giving up Mm -hmm. it was more transitioning to something that i thought was a little bit more stable uh that being said like beer is when i was transitioning to beer a lot of people like oh it's a competitive industry and my response again is like everything's competitive like find me an industry (laughs) that's not competitive and like i'll go do that because that way like i'll I'll be i'll be i'll be dope if it's like not competitive. i'll do it different and better even toilet plunging is a competitive industry you know what i mean like (laughs) plumbers are very competitive it's a unionized thing you got to get in the union like all that stuff is super competitive and what i like about you guys and kind of in a way uh was kind of like inspiring to me was it was the not giving up part of it it was like oh i can do both things like i can work a job and have you know a jewelry line and be a musician and have a podcast and have these things and be like well why not i guess like why not just do it and then figure it out so long as you're able to support yourself and you're you know comfortable in your in your situation uh, then go for it. Like you said, what Kevin Hart says. Was that what you're gonna say, Rob? No, I was gonna say that's that's one comment that that you make all the time. You're like when you reference people that come up to come up to us and be like, oh, I want to start a podcast or like, oh, I want to start a business. You're <laughs> like your your mentality or what you always say is always like, then do it. Like, why don't you just do it? I can show you how to do it. It's yeah. not that difficult. Mm-hmm. Starting you know? a business is so fucking easy. Like. <laughs> It's so easy. Starting Maybe a successful business is hard. Starting, starting a business. Sorry. Yeah. Making it successful is hard. Yeah. Okay. Starting a business is easy. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I agree with that. Like, it's kind of weird how, like, starting a business is just like an idea. And then, like, how do you fund it? How do you make you it formalize work? Formalize it. Yeah. But, like, yeah, doing the grind, the daily grind and making it successful and trying to figure out, like, okay, how. Uh, how is this going to make money is is hard and that takes a lot of time but it I, it comes back to the concept of like if you make dope shit the money will come like if you like my thought is it's not my thought well it's 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 everyone's thought. if like if i make a good beer then i'm fine yeah like so long as i don't absolutely like shit the bed in the marketing and the labels and like the financials of it i'll be fine because the beer is good if i make a good film then I'll be fine. Like th- there's, there's, I, I know that I'll be okay. If you guys make a good podcast, it's going to be successful. Like that's just the way that it works. It's, yeah. it's as simple as that. Um, but it's finding how to make it good. Well, it's, that's it's funny really hard. how to, so I agree with you. And that's, that's the reason why I never stopped making this jewelry, even though the, the company has never exploded is cause I was like, you know what? I know, for, I know. I always knew we made a good product mm-hmm. and that's why I got involved in the first place. I was like, this is, this is good. I actually stand behind this. And the whole, the whole way to get successful has been, how do you manage it so that it doesn't fail or you give up before it gets there? Cause it will 
get there right with the music and stuff how good it is and how many opportunities to meet people and get eyes on it will change how quickly you get mm-hmm. there and that's up to you to figure out keeping it alive and not giving up on stuff is how you get it successful. If it happens in three years, great. Maybe you had some connections or in music or jewelry mm-hmm. or film that that got you eyes sooner, or maybe uh, somebody with a lot of followers found you. Like something could, like that could happen. Mm-hmm. The only difference between those people is that they didn't give up on it and they believed in it until it got to that point, whether it was three, five, or seven years. Mm-hmm. They just didn't let it die. They kept improving on what they believed in and one day it will happen. That's the only difference between people that, that fail with a business and succeed is that n- keeping it alive and not giving up. How long it takes is up to what you find. Yeah. And how many eyes. And, and, and that's like, uh, you know, I like the way that you talk about like your jewelry is and like, I still think this is a good product. And I'm going to keep making it, but I, I, it's the same way for me with film is I still like, the things that I make and I still get opportunities. People still talk to me about producing stuff and I work and I continue to try to work with people when I can, where I can to keep myself in the industry. Um, but it's just, I didn't, a lot of the stuff in this industry, in this city at the level we're at is it's unpaid. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to be able to take those jobs and still kind of be able to come home and be like, well, I did, it didn't matter that I didn't get paid for that. Like I was able to do it and it's really good. And then the more I can do that stuff, that's really, really good. That's all unpaid, but I'm still mm. keeping myself financially stable with, uh, with other things. I can then, you know, leverage that in my thirties, mid thirties and be like, okay, now I want to make a film and this is my resume and this is my reel and this is everything. These are all the assets that I've um, accumulated and these are the people that I've worked with, connections I've made and now I can do it. Yeah, but I wouldn't have been able to do that if I didn't like keep it alive. You're you're exactly. continuously building a portfolio mm-hmm. is, is what you're doing. hundred percent. So it's, it's <laughs> these are the core similarities between all the people we talk to. We the from this podcast, all I've found is that things are actually a lot more alike than you seem. There's some like core truths to almost every career path and and, and every mentality and um, ours are very visible because we're all in a very similar field and that's kind of bring it to light here. Um, I did, I do like all this stuff we're talking about. This is such a good episode for people out there. And, uh, when it comes to diving more into this, we talk about it a lot and people hear about the creative side a lot. So I thought it'd be cool to maybe get into actually talking about what it takes to start a beer. <laughs> Because people know nothing man. about that jam, man. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to give a little backstory first on how you get, how you got involved in the beer industry? Yeah. And then- um, I got involved um, by my father was starting a partner brewery out in Calgary. Papa. Yeah. And I, I helped him. I, I helped him in like the biggest air quotes possible. Um start that up like with the branding and the website for the copy for the website did you do the website i i was a big part of the design of the website i wrote everything that you read on the website i uh managed their social media and And this is lastspikebrewery.com lastspikebrewery.com yeah check Um, it out yeah uh and then i made a, a like a mini documentary for them about sort of the inception of the brewery so we brought over that's brewers. cool is that is that on the website or that is on the website so you can check so is, actually is there somewhere we can the plug that like we'll we'll put the links in the show notes after. so we made yeah. like a little uh, a little documentary for that me and sam mcginnis shout out sam mcginnis um so we went to because we they were bringing over brewers from belgium so we went to belgium to kind of chronicle their journey from the old world to the new world and the more i was doing that especially when I was in Belgium and like getting kind of a quick school on beer and learning kind of the history behind it and like what actually good beer tastes like. Um, the more I was like, Oh, this is really awesome. I kind of really want to do this. Um, I want to start a brand. I want it to be in Toronto. And, you know, luckily we have, so I, you know, kind of put together this idea of true history brewing and, yeah, just found like-minded people who wanted to work with it and make it what it is. And is, is it is your beer because it's through it is through Last Bike uh, Brewing? 
does it have that like Amsterdam brew knowledge in it? Is it like is that where it's getting a lot of its? Because it's a good beer. Yeah. Like, I've tried your so beer. So we're 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 proud um, gypsy brewers, which means we don't have a brick and mortar. Um, what does that mean? So <laughs> we don't have a brew pub. So we it's not like Bellwoods or Blood Brothers where you can go to their brew pub and that's where they're brewing their beer. Uh, so we're proudly okay. brewing uh, without a brew pub. Okay. Um, and we and that's so popular in toronto i it's so popular and it's right? a great that's what all the craft beers do because it's you know it would have cost millions of dollars to start a brewery in this city and yeah. you know we kind of had this opportunity where we're like oh we're gonna we're gonna brew uh we'll brew at last spike and we'll we'll have this um uh this beer that is like really 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 well made mm-hmm uh, that we can bring into the city and kind of brand it under sort of the branding that we wanted to come up with. So, so what's the lineup like that you have for, or, or actually, you know what, you wanted to touch on how we got into this. Yeah. Or how you start like, your own company first. It's basically, so that you were talking about how this brewery came about and then you, you decided you wanted to bring it to Toronto and you were going to package it in this brand. This was your idea. And what, what does that look like? So the way we started True History Brewing was we kind of sat down and we first decided like what kind of brand do we want to be? What kind of beer do we want to make? And we knew we wanted to make beers that sort of bridged the gap between old world beers with new world techniques. So we wanted beers that are craft and are, you know, really well made and kind of interesting and complex but stuff that's like really approachable like we were really inspired by like the beers that we drank that we illegally drank as kids at high school parties like that kind of style those loggers and pilsners and crushable that's what i like, like about you when you describe your beer you yeah. always add a crushable factor <laughs> yeah you're like oh this beer like it tastes it's like you're bridging the gap between the beer nuts who go out and buy like not dandelion ale and you know what i mean and the guy who's like me who's like i want to chug 10 <laughs> yeah in the, that's room temperature room temperature course. room temperature pbr it was our inspiration for sure um, so, so what would some similar beers be or some some inspiration beers i mean we are inspired by the city of toronto and the beer culture here so i mean like bellwoods and blood brothers and burdock and stuff like that i mean okay. those guys are are unbelievable like they're 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 making some of the best stuff not only in the city but in the world um so we just wanted to do something that was like uh you know that could hopefully one day be as good as what they're making Mm -hmm. but we just we really wanted something that would um you know that that's that's approachable that's sort of like that you know there's a craft beer nut would could really really enjoy but like people who don't really aren't into craft beer yet can kind of experience and go like, Oh, this is kind of what craft beer is. It's not, you know, super double hopped IPAs that are like 9%. Get a triple really IPA tiny, day. Cause, cause a triple it's, IPA it's, it's true. When you, when you go down, when you, when you get into the LCBO and you go down the craft beer aisle, it can be very overwhelming for a person who doesn't really know much about yeah. beer because you're seeing all these crazy labels and all these, um, all these words you probably don't know what they mean and yeah it's it's it makes it less tough. accessible it's tough to choose out some craft beers right so yeah we, have- we we didn't want to be exclusive we didn't want people to kind of look at our beer and go like oh this doesn't look like it's something for me um that would have been terrible for us because we want people like we love beer i love drinking beer and i want more people to become a part of this like craft beer seen like this explosion that we're seeing in the city and we've been seeing it for years and we're seeing it around the world for you know decades but we wanted something we knew that we had to make like like a really a really good beer first and foremost but make it sort of accessible so you know we're not coming out of the gates with like milkshake ipas or nitro stouts and stuff like that we're coming out with like pilsners and ipas and stuff that like we're really you know are really accessible to 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 the sort of average, the average beer drinker, but still well-made, complex with like interesting notes to it that a craft beer like nerd would still hopefully be like, yeah, this is really, really, really. really I, I think it's a fantastic idea. Yeah, I'm intrigued. I can't mm-hmm. wait to try some of these. Yeah, so we're yeah. So we're super excited to uh, to be, be drinking. We we drink commonly on the podcast, so it's nice to uh, be doing <laughs> I it. I wish that I had beers here. Like I yeah. had 
like I just like yeah that's the thing like I want well can we preface that we called you maybe an hour ago <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah you can <laughs> to, to come on we, we knew we were gonna have him on we just uh, we didn't know it was gonna be today and right now so he just zipped over uh, I didn't have any product with yeah, him yeah bless yourself I had nothing to do today <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no we want it like that's the thing like when you really get into beer and you have a good beer uh, you kind of just want to drink it all the time because it's good like mm -hmm. like I would drink a good beer without the alcohol content just because it's good freak and that's kind of the, <laughs> that's kind of the way that we we approach um, you know brewing these beers is we want it to be something that you're not you know that you're drinking because you like it, not because it's got like some ulterior purpose. What kind of, so what is the lineup going to look like of beers when you launch on May 24th? So on May 24th, we're just coming, we just have the one beer now. It's a Pilsner. It's called Farmer in the Sky. Love it. Yeah. Yep. Love it. Already a fan. That's sick. <laughs> <laughs> farmer in the Sky. You know how much we say farm and farmer all the time, eh? I guess. No, it's like, well, it's one of our go-to words. Yeah, yeah, but it, but it's like kind of like a joke on if we like we try something and we kind of mess it up, we call it we farmed it. Oh yeah, you farmed it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then if you do it a lot, you're a farmer. You know what I mean? But uh, it's like it's like kind Even of like you're a farmer in the sky. It's like you're above that. You know what I mean? You've you've farmed it enough times. So you're kind of like <laughs> you're elevated. People people have started dropping an agriculturist agricultural. <laughs> Yeah, no. or is well, that what you yeah, say? I've been starting to say, yeah. oh, he's an agriculturalist if he just <laughs> yeah. fucks up all the time. Well, I mean, that's great, but we don't want our beer to be about fucking up. So, like <laughs> the whole the whole idea about true history brewing was it's based on a second century satirical novel that like took Greek and Roman mythology and like religious ideas and repurposed it with like aliens and like space battles and stuff Whoa. like that. Oh, I wanted to ask you about the name. So actually. Yeah, yeah, so it's uh, it's like the first ever sci-fi. So we wanted, uh, you know, it kind of bridged all the gaps of things that I like. It's wow. Like That's kind of why you have that UF. and satire and like storytelling and it's all these kind of stuff that I loved. And yeah, that's why. So our logo is like a UFO with like the radians. Yeah, uh, it all makes sense. So okay. we, so the first beer we wanted to come up with was, uh, was to do with crop circles. Yeah. So Farmer in the Sky is uh, a 1950s novel called farmer in the sky about um something i'm not a thousand percent certain it's i didn't about actually something. read it it's about yeah. something but it has to do with like crop circles and uh i think it's about someone like farming the moon or something like okay first of all i'm <laughs> loving this use of this term okay yeah. farmed is more of an endearing term like we say we farmed it all the time yeah. but it's like but it's like on the path to success it's like yeah. successful people kind of like Oh, I farmed that interview. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, but it's kind of in, it's kind of endearing. This is another example of why we love Tompkins is because Tompkins. First of all, who the fuck finds that shit? You know what I mean? Like, that's always my thing with him is when you pitch him an idea. A lot of times, it's not like, "Yo, Tompkins, this is what we want to do. We want to do our music video in a house. We want to have this happening, that happening, and this happening." It's like, "Yo, Tompkins, this is like." what we want to do and he's like cool and he just like disappears into the the abyss and he comes back and he's like it's going to be in a house there's going to be people skating in a pool there's going to be the, you know what i mean like i don't know where you pull this shit out of yeah the um i think about that a lot obviously and then i i just i wanted something that bridged all the gaps so our first beer had to do with uh crop circles we named a farm in the sky and uh, I just because I'm a writer, I wrote a short story about it. And I was like, what the hell are we going to do with this? So we actually turned the origin, this fake origin of the beer, into a comic book <laughs> that we're releasing on Instagram. This is so dope. This yeah. is dope. I, I love this. I love yeah. the marketing behind all this. So, yeah, so the, the we created this story called Farmer in the Sky. So, we're, with releasing the beer, we're also having this like uh, comic book that's all just like one Instagram page. So, you can see every page, you can scroll down it. And the reason for this is like, tasting notes for beers are necessary but we don't really care about them like whatever you taste is what you taste you could be like well it oh tastes my like God. I know what you're gonna do <laughs> and it's like it's like it tastes like chocolate but it like clearly doesn't you can be like okay you're insane but like if I tell you that there's this comes back to the approachability if I'm like well it's like hopped with Amarillo so it should be really citrusy and piney and you're like I don't really taste the pine you're gonna feel left out if you don't taste that we don't want that like we want uh, we want you to be like 
to feel approachable and feel like you're a part of this. So instead we were just like, okay, let's make up this story about how it was like a farmer who brewed this beer from like a crop circle he found in his farm. And then like, that's it's brilliant. <laughs> it is brilliant. So all your tasting notes and everything about the beer is going to be in this comic book. Kind of. It's more going to be about like our tasting notes are going to be about sort of the way it should make you feel like if it's, you know, if it's hopped with Amarillo, let's say like a, a real hop head would kind of understand like, okay, these are the kind of the notes that I should be going for. But like if it's a common beer drinker, someone who's not really like versed in craft beer, like we don't want to be so specific where you're like, well, I don't taste it. And like, now I feel left out. Like, am I stupid? Do I not get this? Is this not for me? It's more just like, no, it's, it's light. It's crisp. It's refreshing. It's more stuff. You're like, yeah, I can, you know, I can pick that up. And I like that. It's like, we're not going to go into the subtleties. The yeah, comic book is more just like, beer, I'm like, it's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, kind of. That's Get the way that fruity. We, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Like, <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. we wanted something where it's just like the origins are just this like made up story, or is it made up? I really that we, like this. That we um that we that we put into like this comic book because like it's just, it just comes like it's the same thing as we started with. It's like you know you kind of have this idea. You're like you wrote the short story for this beer, and you're like now what do we do with it? I thought about making a short film. Like that's really expensive. Then I was like I'll make a comic book. And you kind of just, it goes from there. And it, it, it's, it, it's would seem ambitious to someone and, and you're just like, no, just fucking go for it. It's such a cool it's idea. It's such yeah. a cool idea. And so what I wanted to say is this beer, uh, you've talked about kind of the complexities of bringing a beer into Toronto with the LCBO yeah. and, and all that stuff. And it's part of the reason why right now it's, it's going to be for sale, but only through. Yeah. So the way it's going to work is we're not in the LCBO just yet um the lcbo bureaucratic is, takes a lot of time yeah a lot of time and you have to kind of prove yourself before you're in there and we so we're going to be in licensees so bars restaurants and stuff like that and we're developing our list uh our list of bars and restaurants that we'll be in we will be launched officially through sip bar as well yeah shout out sip bar for what they're doing with us like they're they're really handling this campaign launch nice uh great boyman and tommy have been unbelievable um but it's also going to be in select beer stores uh, for retail. And we are partnered with a company called Boozer, which is like the Uber Eats for beer. So if if I'm people listening this. to this... Yeah, they're if, dope. If people listening to this episode wanted to support your beer and try some, and if we're going to be talking about it as we're drinking it from mm-hmm. henceforth... Um, is there some way that they could so get it yes. through us or come be a guest on our show? So we'll so no, I mean, if they want to, can, I mean, like if you really, really, really want to try it, we'll, we'll, we'll figure out a way to get some for you. Uh, specific, like, especially since the, um, the new federal law that's like breaking down alcohol transfers across the border sort of thing. So we can do, like we can facilitate private orders for you. Yeah. But it's just, it's, that's a long process. Uh, it'd be, the best would be just to go to the beer stores that we're located in and which we are going to release. It'll be sort of like, cool. We'll be using Instagram as a tool as like a map around the cities. We'll just let us know so that we can, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We like get it here, here and here. Is your website live? Not yet. So we're, yeah, it's a great way to like announce the launch of this beer brand is with having nothing ready. Um, we're, we're in the process of making it happen. Like that's what I was doing when you guys called me was like getting the website, the copy ready for stuff like that um it's all gonna be uh it'll be launched before may 24th hopefully by the end of the month um and that will start really getting the marketing going for it like that's when we release the instagram we're working with a really dope um uh, illustrator and graphic artist to like sort of create all of our content uh, we'll be working with good photographers for product shoots We've got the the comic book releasing as well. And like you got probably the biggest podcast for our age demographic in a 10-mile radius. Biggest fruit preservative-based podcast. <laughs> <I've heard. laughs> yeah. uh, I, I could safely say that we're the biggest podcast for our age demographic within a one-mile radius of where we're sitting right probably, now. Probably, yeah. It's safe to say. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be blowing this shit up because uh, it's a good beer and uh, you're a good bud. So, yeah. And we it's just like... It's a natural fit. Like we love crushing crispy cold ones, mm-hmm. me lukewarm ambient ones, and uh, we'll talk about it. We'll tell people where to get it. Yeah, and uh, I, that's probably gonna get you millions of dollars right there. I mean, I hope so. That's the the dream. I mean, with our listenership, yeah, <laughs> at least millions of pesos. <laughs> yeah, we're I, gonna be doing a lot of really really cool stuff around the city with this brand. Like this year is gonna be a lot of fun. You'll definitely be hearing about us for sure. Like the. The, the what I've told you is just the stuff we can talk about right now, but like there's so much more. Stuff yeah, and we appreciate you giving like a little yeah. like p- 
preview. Um, and, and we have we have a lot of projects that we're planning on working on this summer. Like as we said, we're launching our music video, which has been yeah like almost seven months in the works. Well, yeah, we were just waiting on it because it's a summer jam, and like we're we're ready to have it. It's it's in being edited right now. It's gonna be dope. Like plus already talks of new one and the new ideas. Yeah, there's some new ideas down the works, and that's definitely something. A that little bit of a series as well. We can once these things start formulating, we can start talking about it more. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. When, I wanted to ask you one thing. Yeah. Um, with your beer company, is there anything you're seeing or you may have uh, any plans that you have right now it, that you see current craft beer companies doing or not doing right now in terms of their marketing or the way they're doing things that you don't like that you guys are going to do differently? Or um, I think the thing that some craft beer companies do are kind of be... Like maybe take themselves too seriously, um, which we don't want to do. Like our kind of our motto is fun above all else. Like I have that tattooed on my arm. Like I I believe it. Like I truly do. And I wanted it to be. Um, we wanted to have a beer that is like we're not taking it. Like we made a comic for our beer. Like we we're we're not trying to sit here and be like you know this beer is the most premium like amazing thing you're it's like it's gonna be really good beer and you're really gonna like it but like let's not go overboard it's beer like it's it's fantastic it's gonna be fantastically made beer but it's beer like i don't think it's gonna change your life i hope it does but it's fine <laughs> if it, it's fine if it doesn't like you know yeah that's kind of the thing that i, I don't love other craft beer because there is a bit of a do snobby locals only vibe from some craft some beer craft companies. beer companies yeah have this um like this a sense. twisted mustache wax mustache vibe you know what i mean <laughs> yeah those are the ones that kind of just go like that give like overly complex tasting notes and it's like well what if i don't taste this does that mean i'm an idiot or does that just mean like you tasted something and i tasted something different because we have different tongues like maybe. i literally don't have a developed palate i don't know what <laughs> notes are i've done wine tasting whiskey vodka whatever the fuck you could taste and it's liquor to me either i like it or i don't That's and, we, always and yeah and we don't want beers that are like ex like like looking down on the people who don't taste it we just want to make like really good beer and beer that is like that is crushable that you can have a couple and that you like we want beers for like the dock we want beers for campfires we want beer for your living room we want beers for the bars we want stuff that can be kind of um that can be kind of in, enjoyed everywhere it's like, a beer of our generation and yeah. that's why we're probably going to try to incorporate it into almost everything we do like with the music and any of this yeah. stuff or like this beer is going to be, we're going to be crushing it in the videos. And <laughs> yeah. You know who I thought of immediately when he made that comment, you know, we're not going to take ourselves too seriously is Greta Van Fleet. Takes himself so seriously. You remember those interviews you were watching? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know Greta Van Fleet? No, of course I know. And that's kind of like, I, I really liked their first EP and their album came up. I'm like, okay, so you guys are just going to do Zeppelin now? Like, this is what we're going to do? Yeah. And it's like, I get that you like Zeppelin, but like, it's 34 degrees out and you're playing Coachella and you're wearing leather pants that are like, right above your dick. Like, can we well, calm it'd be funny the fuck? If you've got an amulet the size of my face, like, hanging out. Like, can we just calm down for a little bit? Like, it'd be funny yeah. if they were doing that in a lighthearted spirit. Like, yo, yeah. we sound like Zeppelin. This is rock and roll. Look at us. We're rad. And like, yeah, we sound like Zeppelin. Sorry. Like, that's what we do. But instead they're like the complete opposite. I grew up listening to like really refined jazz and, and you know, I'm just like, I'm so cool. And like, this is music. I don't think we sound like Zeppelin. And you're like, yeah. Yo, shut the fuck up, dude. Yeah. We, so like we are, are sort of our company, like, tagline or whatever is based on a true story and the the great part about it and why we loved like the book that we um we took the name from is in his epilogue he's basically being like i'm the only true historian because i'm the only one to tell you that like this is a lie he's like this is like all this stuff all this mythology is not real like it's not you know this isn't truth like my my mythology is true because i'm telling you it's a lie um, and that's kind of the same way we like to do it. So, so we're just like, it's based on a true story. So it's, it's like, oh, how'd you come up with this beer? It's like, oh, there was an alien in a field and it made a crop circle and we like cut the wheat and we put it in. It's like, we literally milk aliens. <laughs> we're going to tell you, we're going to tell you a good story, but like, we're not going to sit there and pretend that it's nothing but a story. Like it is a story. It's a great story. Um, like we want to make beers for you to like sit around the table and like tell stories to your friends that are like too good to be fact checked. Like no one's fact checked a good story in their life. You never like, let facts like, get in the way of a good story. I yeah. love that saying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like that's kind of like our 
yeah, philosophy of I think it's it. so wicked. The, yeah. the whole backstory, the marketing, everything. I think you've done an absolutely fantastic job. Yeah. I thank you. And like that's like I said, like oh, thank this you. is the way <laughs> like these are the kind of, like you guys are kind of the people that like the beer is in a way built for did it's you built make, for everyone did you make this for us dude yeah <laughs> this for me we're gonna make it too many jams yeah oh, oh, <laughs> i like it that's fucked tm <laughs> yeah but like the we wanted to make beer for people like that you know maybe you're not super into craft beer but like could get into it maybe we're the beer that changes your mind that's kind of the goal it's, it's gonna be it's, it's gonna like, be funny to see how us three like producer Kev sitting over there we forgot to get him a mic again today I'm really sorry about that um, but so uh, producer Kevin Robbie pallets uh, I'd say Kev more so than Robbie than me so it's gonna be interesting think, to see Kev got a bigger palate than me I yeah hard yes especially when it comes to craft beer did you see his breakfast this morning it, I, I can make a breakfast. I like know, that. I'm just fucking with you, but <laughs> yeah, you know what? He's, he drank a triple IPA the other day, my dude. Well, you know what? That's a lot his of palate, His palate comes from uh, a few years' experience at Taroni, where they yeah they shove this stuff down your throat. Yeah, you know? but I'm just saying it's gonna be cool to see how the three of us interact with this beer when we get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm interested to see how like it's it the comes same across. way of looking at like I, I think you can look at it like like a like a Mercedes AMG. Like it's so well made and it's great. And if you know cars, you're like fuck that's a dope car but you can also look at the car and be in the car and be like i like this car or like, like i'm into it and i i don't need to know the inner workings of why an amg engine is better than so many other engines you can just be like i like this car it's a great analogy and that's sort of the beer like obviously we care a shit ton about our beer we care that it's like but you don't really care if the driver doesn't know that they're just enjoying the fruits of your well, labor well it doesn't mean anything if we care a lot and we make what we think is a great beer and 90% of the people don't like it, then you failed as making a good beer. Yeah. You want to make a really good beer that everyone can enjoy, perhaps at different levels. Like your hopheads would be like, wow, this Pilsner is so well made. Like you can really taste like the Czech malts and I think stuff like, like that. And then like, and then something like that. Because the, he doesn't care if you know why his car goes nuts or does all this stuff. He, he, he does a lot of cool creative stuff around it and he's like he knows it's a good product mm -hmm. and he knows that when you sit it and drive it you're gonna be blown away and you don't have to have a fucking clue why yeah I think there's there's a lot of value in having something that's like good without you knowing why it's really good um, I, you can look at it like you know bringing it back to movies like a movie like John Wick is expertly made but everyone fucking looks, loves John Wick because it's dope love yeah. John like Wick. you can look at like if you look at the fight scenes and how they like you know they shoot everything in a wide and they don't do a lot of cuts you're like as a filmmaker you're like wow that's they killed this this is a, such a well made movie but like someone who doesn't really know film will just look at it and be like that was awesome and that's kind of the beer yeah. we want to make the we want to be the John Wick of beer that's fucking yeah. super well made and if Woo. you know why if you know you know and dude if you make like another that, but if you don't like if you don't know and you're still gonna like it if you make yeah. another fire analogy I'm gonna explode over here like <laughs> um, this we're is John Wick AMG of beer <laughs> feature yes. uh, made by Tesla yeah um, no man this was an amazing episode and mm -hmm. um, we'll like definitely always when it comes to stuff like this there's recurring things uh, we'll have you on to talk about and new projects that we're gonna have to dive into thanks for coming on such short yeah, notice man. no this was dope thank you for having yeah, me yeah you on. saved us today yeah and um, I really enjoyed this we, episode. So yeah. the official beer of the podcast, also the guy behind, if you see any of our magic on uh, the, the music videos and stuff like that, he's the guy that we're going to be kind of bound to going forward because of how involved he's been with the creation of John Famous and its image. Mm -hmm. Any success that, that comes from it is going to be a big – he's going to be a big part of it, and we're going to owe it to you uh, throughout history, and we'll always – hit you back whenever yeah, we man, can yeah man we're gonna be the official beer of the tour I love it yeah. <laughs> so excited um, official beer of everything yeah um, everything any... I do even like even if we're just like I'm like having sex with a girl I'll be like this is an official beer of this sex <laughs> <laughs> true history <laughs> is there any final words final plugs about um, the beer any last words of advice you want to make before last words of advice here? is just I mean it's <laughs> it's um <laughs> It's uh, last words of advice would just be like, don't ever knock a side hustle because a side hustle can turn into your, your first hustle real quickly. Real quick. So, and then uh, shout out True History at True History Brewing. Uh, Is that on Instagram? Yeah, it will be on Instagram. 
So just keep looking for it. How do people fee- find you? Uh, find me at Stompin' Tompkins, at Stompin' Ground Films. That's my production company. Stompin' like I-N. Not yeah, I-N-G. like I-N, no G other than the G. It's more like Stomping Round, but it's Stompin' Ground. Um, I realized that after I made the... Once I was like typing it out in a website, I was like, well, fuck. Stomping round <laughs> films. <laughs> I, I, inclu- I excluded the G and then I added a G right after. Real confusing. We'll, uh, we'll put all these links in there. And as so we said, links, yeah. we're going to be endorsing this hard because how do you not? Yeah. How do you fucking not? Um, and thanks so much again, my dude. Thank you, yeah. And we'll see you next Tuesday. Tuesday. Nice. I wasn't born for digging deep holes. I'm not me. Paving long roads I ain't cut out to climb Highline poles But I'm pretty good At drinking beer